Hello, and welcome to Open for Business, a corporate travel and expense podcast powered by TripActions. Open for Business is a series of conversations about corporate travel and expenses. We're speaking to the big picture thinkers and the frontline decision makers, the circles and squares charting the future of travel technology and corporate t management. Today, we're exploring the new responsibilities that HR teams have as organizations prepare to resume business travel. The pandemic has shifted the workplace in many ways, including highlighting the importance of culture in fortifying and supporting employees during unexpected interruptions. HR and people teams have been on the front lines, making sure that employees stay aligned with their company's vision as work from home mandates shifted traditional workplace relationships. As traveling employees return to the road, HR teams will play an even more important role in caring for their employees. They must consider multiple factors. Ultimately, people teams are responsible for the messaging that brings a sense of purpose to work. Now they must bring purpose to business travel and reconnect traveling employees with the mission at the center of their trips, while also fostering a culture of care to make employees feel safe as they embark on new adventures. Joining us on the podcast today, we have Leslie Crow, Chief People Officer at TripActions. Welcome, Leslie. Hi, Samantha. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. So let's jump right in. So I think that you kind of almost have to acknowledge that there is a shift um, and there you, know, you have to shift in order to meet your employees where they are because you're now in a totally different world. Um, but I do think it comes down to a couple things. So One, and people talk about this a lot, especially now, but it's about communication. So, and I think the delicate balance that we're trying to face now is, I feel like when we started working from home, uh, there was a communication overload. Like we got like really intense and there was, you know, managers are having all these touch points and you have standups and then you're all hands and then you're doing all of these things. Uh, It's almost like now that everyone's settled in a little bit, it's, it can easily, you can face communication overload too. So I think that while communication is important, it's also really important to make sure that you're constantly asking your employees for feedback and pivoting based on what employees are saying. So we have a few different feedback channels at TripActions. And actually this week we're launching uh, a pulse survey to our employees just to get a sense of where their heads are at and to make sure that we're investing our time and energy on the things that are most impactful for them in this I don't even want to call it a new world. It's kind of an interim world. We'll figure out what the new world looks like uh, later. Um, But you also made a comment about alignment, which I think is interesting. And that's one of the ways that we're thinking about it is, you know, when you're working from home, it's almost like documentation and communication. Anything written becomes so much more important because you're not having those organic conversations. uh, You're not sitting around in in a pod all talking about the same things or overhearing what's happening around you. So to keep alignment, you have to start thinking about, okay, how are you, how are you documenting what people are working on? What are your team, maybe it's your team strategy. So I think it's like as a leader of a team, you kind of have to get into this mode of our communication will have to look different. And how do we make sure that even when people are sitting behind their computers, that they know what's going on at the company or on their team and that they're focused on the right things. Like we're even looking at some options. We haven't done something like OKRs or formalized goal setting, but in a time like this, you know, maybe that would actually make a little bit more sense. So people feel like they have clarity or understanding of what they're working on and how it connects to the whole. 
Absolutely. One thing that I found really interesting was because everybody was working from home, I felt um, equally connected to all of the colleagues, no matter whether they were in San Francisco or in Amsterdam or in Sydney. It kind of felt like we were all together in this virtual office and it was an equalizer in some ways. But I think that was only possible because um, culture remained an important factor. And I think that's a really interesting point you made about it being an equalizer, because I think it's also, there are good things that can come out of this period of time. I think it's obviously challenging for those companies like ours that were used to operating in person. But I think the fun thing, at least for me, is, you know, at least with my team, like we get to see what's going on in each other's houses. And it's almost like, you know, it becomes something funny when someone's, you know, dog runs in the room or like a kid is coming in with their artwork. And it's, you, it brings such a human aspect to work that I don't think we normally get to see in an office. So I do think there are plenty of, of perks and interesting like connection building um, experiences that happen during a period of time like this. Absolutely. Especially when um, we are able to communicate openly and there's really an effort for everyone to be available and also understanding that we are at home. So we are going to be human. Yeah. Um, That being said, obviously, we miss our offices. We want to see each other again in person, as do many of the companies around the world that are working from home right now. Um, Something that we heard a lot in our most recent office hours were that people teams were really thinking through how and when they were going to be reopening offices. Do you have any thoughts about that that you could share? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, my advice on on this one is very much, you know, and how we started here at Trip Actions, which was deciding on our operating principles, like how are we actually going to make our decisions and how do we think about this? Uh, The things that we decided on were, one, following the experts, making sure that we were listening to the CDC, WHO, and, and following scientific guidance and people who had more experience with with viruses than obviously we do. Um, And instead of just our own either gut instinct or even what other companies were doing. Um, And then the second thing was acting locally. Uh, I think that right now we have a very much a global approach. All of our offices are shut down, uh, which is probably similar to most other companies. Um, Although I know that there are some reopenings happening soon, which is exciting. Uh, But we're very much like globally have our offices shut down. Um, but I think the approach at the beginning was this is a the, the virus while affecting the globe is very unique um, in terms of the circumstance and how it affects each of the local communities where we operate. So really making sure that we understand the climate in each of the locations where we're operating so that we can make decisions that are that make the most sense for each of those locations. So my would my guess is with this too, when we think about office openings in particular will be when is each of the offices in that region ready to open? And that may not necessarily be the same exact date uh, across the globe. So recognizing Mm -hmm. that. Uh, And then last but not least, and probably unsurprisingly, but taking precautions. So doing everything we can, and we're in this process now as we think about reopening offices, is how are we making sure that that office environment is as safe as possible for our employees when they come back and that we're taking all the precautions to have the right amount of space between people, making sure that we have the right sanitation equipment and process to make sure that we have, you know, that food is served safely in our offices, all of that. Uh, And we won't open until we feel confident that we have the right guidance uh, across all of those three, uh, three principles. 
But I think in the end, it's also about deciding how you make those decisions. So we have our principles, but who makes these decisions? We have a, a task force, health, safety, and security, obviously very much focused on this right now. Uh, but that task force includes workplace, HR, legal, and a set of people that are involved in understanding and preparing to reopen our offices. And that group is also responsible for reviewing the right guidance and making sure that we're making decisions um, to open our offices in a safe, safe way. So I think it's always good. You know, I want to make sure you have all the right stakeholders and in, in play and involved to be able to make a, a decision as serious as something like this. Absolutely. I think it's one of maybe one of the great learnings or lessons that's come out of this time is how, um, how kind of dependent and integrated our companies are and how important it is that all of these different departments are working together when they're making decisions about closing offices or um, pausing business travel or reopening offices and restarting business travel. Their departments working together to make these decisions with everyone bringing kind of their piece and their element to that. Um, And I think that, you know, why we really wanted to talk about HR teams and people teams and, and what an important role they play is because they're really in communication with the employees Mm -hmm. and they're both communicating to the employees and listening to the employees in order to kind of um, gauge and make these decisions or at least be able to communicate them in the right way. And in that, we started thinking about HR's role in business travel. So could you tell me a little bit about how maybe the relationship between HR teams and how they relate to business travel or business travelers has changed? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, everyone who's listening to this probably has a perspective on either, hey, I, my role, if I'm in HR, I'm either a big part of business travel or maybe I have a very passive role um, previous to all of this happening. Um, I think the reality is there's really no choice at this point but to have the HR team take a much more active role when we think about travel. Um, Obviously, travel was hugely impacted by um, the COVID-19 crisis. And because of that, I think employees are, they've always thought about business travel as part of their experience, right? But it doesn't mean that HR was always involved in every company. But I think now it's even going to be more and more important part of that employee experience. And making sure that we can keep employees safe and healthy on the road is now will be the forefront concern and thought for any business that's thinking about reopening um, business travel for their, for their company. And so again, I don't think there's an option to take a back seat at this point, uh, but there's a real role for HR in terms of guiding the company as to how you can take care of employees on the road and how to make sure that, employees feel communicated with and understand what precautions are being taken by the company uh, as you're starting to reopen travel. And so I think that, you know, there's, there's a lot of assumptions employees make about the roles of each of the leaders or teams at the company. And of course, if the head of sales is saying, get back on the road, it's probably because they want to meet their number, right? Or the, maybe the CFO has an opinion on whether or not people should be traveling. But I think that uh, the job of a head of HR is to take care of employees and to really represent the employee and the company's interest, but really the employee's interest. And so I think that voice is very powerful here and can probably help, you know, if a head of sales is concerned about getting back on the road because they want, they, you know, they have to sell and they want to deliver, great. And same thing with finance probably has their own best interest in travel. But I think the head of HR can really be a helping strategic voice for the other key stakeholders and understanding the employee's perspective and making sure that 
as you start to get back on the road, that employees feel supported and healthy and, and safe while they're doing so. And how, how much would you say that element comes into play? So how do you account for the human element when returning to the offices or restarting business travel again? And how much consideration or how much weight do you put on your individual employees' feelings or worries about these next steps and decisions? Yeah, you know, I think everybody, like anything else, you know, there's always a wide variety of opinions, right? And there's probably some people, no matter what company you're at, they're like, okay, like, let's just move on. Like, we've done this, you know, stay at home thing, like ready to get back to reality. And then there's other people who will be on the other side of the spectrum who are probably very nervous and uncomfortable. And then, of course, there's everything in the middle. So I think the reality is, I don't think there's an option except to take into account the feelings, thoughts, emotions, and worries of all of your employees. Because I also, I think it's a few things like those, those companies that do that. And it doesn't mean that you're always making decisions that everybody loves, right? That's not, that's not what necessarily means, but it means that people understand that you're taking their point of view into account and that you're doing your, the, your best to, communicate with them and let them know how you're thinking about things so that, that and that you have their interests in mind, right? So I think that um, there really is no choice at this point, presuming that, you know, all of us like want to retain our employees, want to make sure that we can all get through this. The employers, I, I've been hearing this a lot in the HR community that like the employers that are taking a very employee centric approach to this are getting so much um, goodwill from those employees. Uh, think about it during a time in crisis, whether it's in your work life or personal life or whatever it is, you always remember the type of support and that you get from your, from your employer, even the people around you. And so I think this, this example is, um, is no different. And so I think because of that, employers that are really taking an employee-centric approach to their communications and um, how they're navigating the situation are getting a lot of goodwill and will get employees that will likely be loyal to them for longer. So because of that, I think, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but it really does presuming you want all those things, it does come down to communication. So their feelings and emotions and worries, this is a a major health crisis. So it's not even like you can really brush them aside at this point or, and there's, there's, it's likely that even if all of your employees are communicating this to you, that they feel this way. So um, take it as a given that there'll be lots of a feeling, feelings, emotions, worries, all of that. Um, And because of that, step back and think about like, okay, so how do you communicate with a set of people who are probably feeling uneasy? One of the things that we've been doing recently is we're now committing to sending out Monday, Monday communication to everybody at the company with just like our thoughts on like what's happening around the crisis and how we're thinking about um, the potential reopening of our offices and how we're trying to keep people safe and all of those things. And that communication will evolve over time, but even the step to commit to say like every Monday you'll hear something from us and it may just be a few musings. It could be some major updates to what's happening in the local uh, with local governments in each of the areas that we're operating. It could be a lot of different things. And, but I think that one of the things we realize is there is a lot of anxiety. And so how do we make sure that we bring our employees into understanding the decision-making process and the things that we're thinking about um, so that, it doesn't feel as dramatic when a decision gets made on, you know, opening an office or, you know, starting to travel for work again. Like, I think we all have to recognize this is an incredibly emotional journey. 
We've all been cooped up inside. We're basically trained right now to think that going outside your house is bad or that you need to, you know, do all, wear all these protective, protective gear and make sure that you go out frequent, the least amount of times as possible. So that can do some really interesting things to your psychology as a human being. So I think recognizing too that whenever we get back to whatever version of normal there is, but even calling a step towards normal, like opening an office, for instance, or getting on a plane for work, uh, it's a mental shift. So as a, you know, an HR professional, like I would say the best thing to do is how do you guide people along on that shift and get them to be part of the process and understanding how things are unfolding so that whenever that shift happens and you're opening an office, it doesn't feel like, oh, wow, like I wasn't expecting that. That came out of nowhere. You're helping guide people through, um, through the, the mental shift it will take when some of these things happen. Um, it's just the reality. Same thing as it was kind of weird for everybody overnight to go from working in an office to working from home. Uh, just remember, we have to go back and we'll have to make several more of those mental shifts moving forward. Fantastic. This is so interesting because, you know, we so often approach these topics from the perspective of a travel manager or from a financial perspective and the people element, especially in a time like this, is just so important. So to really dive into these topics and hear your perspective and hear what the HR community is talking about, I think really gives a lot to um, all of us listening and also people who are maybe more in the financial realm or more in the logistical realm to really even maybe just take one lesson or one insight and kind of integrate it into our work. Our first two podcasts talked about a return to business travel from the health and wellness perspective, and then also from a travel manager's preparation perspective. So I would love to um, hear from you kind of how do you and your team or maybe even the HR community talk about supporting business travelers as it does return in the next few months as our road warriors are you know, getting on flights again and, and going, you know, even to different continents and then coming home. How are you preparing to support those travelers once they are traveling again? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the key word there is preparing, right? I think there's a lot of, um, at least that's a discussion that's been happening a lot in the HR community is how are we preparing for all of the different things that can, can and should come out of this that we'll have to get ready for at some point. I think um, probably it's a little bit of an overcorrection of the fact that no one could really prepare for this at all. And so now it's about preparing for all the different types of scenarios that we can see moving forward. Um, so I think it comes down to a few things. So one, we talked a lot about communication, but I think it is important to bring employees into the decision-making process on how you, how you as a company will be deciding on whether, whether or not and when business travel can resume. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier too, where the virus while having impact globally is a local, like the, the, the environment is very much localized. So there are some places in the world that have uh, a much better control on the spread of the virus than other places, right? So I think that when you think about opening up business travel, important for employees to know that they're safe, right? Um, so bringing them into the decision-making process for how you're actually thinking about opening up certain routes or part of the world, parts of the world where your employees can travel. Uh, and then I think it's also, you know, sticking to some of the things that were are already important that I think help, um, help employees while they're traveling. It's things like giving people flexibility so that they can, you know, if you have a 
you know, 9 a.m. meeting in New York and you're coming from San Francisco, not forcing them to take a red eye and letting them come in the night before so they can get a good night's sleep and feel, feel comfortable and giving them the chance to choose, get choice of lodging that makes the most sense for them. So I think some of those things that are a little more employee centric um, in terms of how we think about travel are probably even more important now because you're the key to, if you're, if your goal is to get your employees back on the road and selling and doing everything and building those connections across your offices, you have to create a sense of comfort for each of those employees um, and sense that, you know, we've made strong decisions as a company on allowing them to start to travel and that we're taking the right uh, level of precautions. So we've also been drafting is very much in draft mode, but drafting a, you know, guide as more information comes out on how to travel safely. And there's even more of that coming out as people are trying to think about how to get back on planes, um, trains or wherever you're, however you're traveling. Um, starting to get a guide together for our employees that would help them think about all the different things that they might want to do when they're packing for a trip. Now, granted, very much still in draft mode because we're at the beginning of all this, but um, to the point earlier on preparing, you know, how do we start to get the ball rolling on some of these things um, to make sure that once we actually do start traveling again, that our employees feel very safe and looked after. I think it's really interesting how you're talking about these guides will evolve over time as we have more information. And an interesting conversation that we were having in one of the other podcasts was about responsibility, the organization's responsibility, the travel manager's responsibility, and the individual business traveler's responsibility as we're moving forward. Who's going to kind of be saying, you know, we're willing to take the responsibility for this trip. And I think, you know, everyone has a different opinion and ultimately it will be varied across those different stakeholders, the organization, the the manager who's asking somebody to go on the trip or managing that trip and the individual. So something I wanted to bring this around to is kind of health and wellness. Obviously, safety is such an important aspect of this, but just making sure that um, business travelers are have the right mindset when they go out on a trip or that they feel like they have the tools and the time to take care of themselves. Is there anything that you are seeing from an HR perspective or hearing about in the HR community when it comes to really empowering business travelers to own their health and wellness, kind of as part of the equation of what else the organization can do. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's, um, especially in light of the times that we're in right now, a huge movement around uh, mental mental and physical well-being. So I think there were companies that maybe um, did the basics around that before, um, or maybe even did where it wasn't even a huge part of their employee um well, like they, maybe they didn't have an employee well-being strategy. So I think uh, that has definitely shifted. So even companies where it wasn't a huge part of, like, of, of their, their plan or their strategy are shifting. And again, it's an it's a environmental thing. You know, we now have a bunch of employees that are home maybe by themselves or in stressful environments where their kids are home or their, you know, their, their families are all, you know, cooped up trying to work and have live life together. Um, it's very, very challenging and hard to feel connected to um, others and your work when you're in that kind of environment. So huge shift and movement towards um, mental and physical well-being. And I think where that comes in to play for your employees while they're on the road is, is everything from, I don't know, are there, there's a lot of these free services now that are being offered, especially in this period of time, but whether it's, you know, meditation apps, I've seen a lot of companies start to launch those or even just like mental well-being apps or providing services or reminding the employees about the services that they have to be able to leverage um, 
a professional if they want to have um, just get some advice or thoughts um, from outside of their their normal world. So much more of a push on that front. And then I think too, the other way you you tackle health and wellness on the road is just by even how you approach travel in general at your company. And I guess that goes back to what we were saying a little bit earlier. It's, you know, maybe it's a good time to revisit how you think about your employees traveling. Like it's, how do you get them the most information so that they can pick a, pick a, a place to you know, spend the night where they feel the most comfortable and maybe it's someone who really needs a wonderful gym. So how do you make sure that they have like the most information about the hotel that they choose or um, I don't know, in their corporate apartment or whatever way you want to look at it. But like, I do think there's a, an opportunity for, especially from an HR perspective, but when you think about travel to give employees the most amount of information that they can to have the most um, like amount of control over their trip. Like I think that it's often challenging, right? Cause I think the role of a travel manager at, um, can often feel like you're having to like put these restrictions or even a CFO, right? You're putting these restrictions on how people think about travel. And it's obviously very important to make sure that those so certain level of those restrictions are in place, but are there places where you could give people a little bit more flexibility, even if they stay in budget, could they maybe stay at a place that they feel more comfortable? And so I do think that we live in a world right now where people do not feel like they have control. So are there things that you can do within your company's travel policy to make people feel like they can have more control over the experience of their trip uh, and stay healthy and well while they're, while they're on the road? So I think those are just a couple of things to, to consider that maybe, you know, going back to the earlier question, like the shift that we're seeing, you know, if you want to get your employees back on the road, and I'm sure there's a business objective to doing that, it's the whole point of, of traveling is that it ties to, in the end to a business result, um, it's going to come down to how comfortable you can, you can make them um, as they start to get into that, having those experiences. Really interesting. It, it sparks two questions for me. Um, the first is, kind of around this idea of restarting business travel and having it have the objectives of meeting in person and growing a business. But I find something that's really interesting right now is because there has been a pause on business travel, there's almost an opportunity to readjust our mindsets around it or approach it in a different way. Have you been, have you put any thought into how you communicate the purpose behind business travel or how you can help reconnect traveling employees with the mission that they're on when they do take a business trip? It's, and it's any time that we take a pause with something, we are able to, to reintroduce it into our lives with perhaps a different energy or a different yeah. perspective. I really like that. And I think it's really true. And I think we'll also probably see it across all things in our life. You know, you're like even leaving the house to go to the gym, like, Hey, am I at the right gym? Do I even like this gym? Should I reevaluate my choices? So I think um, no matter what it is, you're right. We're at this interesting moment in time where we're pausing. And so we would need to be restarting something. Um, and business travel is one of those things. I think the, the good news on this one is, um, and this is for no matter, not just HR, but I think it's for the CFO and the travel manager too. I think something like this will just bring much more intention to business trips. I think people are seeing what's, what's happening now as, and recognizing the fact that they're missing something. And it's usually a connection. If you're a salesperson, obviously it's like maybe the ability to close a deal, but even just taking that, I mean, or I need to extrapolate that to obviously they need to make a connection with the, with their prospect in order to close their deal. But even just taking a normal like you know trip to go to another office to engage with a team there and what that does to build culture, it really comes down to that 
connection. And I think that that's what everybody's missing here. Um, and as much as it's been so wonderful to learn what it's like and just see the power of technology to be able to see life go on for companies that are able to have their employees work from home, you can, you can find a way to do it in this, in this environment, which is great. And it's good to know that. Um, but I think that the reality is, I think what we're all craving, what we're all missing is this, this in-person connection. And how do you, only so much you can try to build those connections without being together. And so I think that going back into this, it'll just mean that not only will, you know, CFOs and travel managers probably be very intentional about how they reopen travel, which is, which is great and how we think about travel policies and all of that. But I think employees too will end up being really intentional and thoughtful about the trips that they're taking and likely from a, like, which is great for the company, like maximizing the impact of those trips and really recognizing the value of, of that experience in a way that I think we all kind of took it for granted before. And I'll include myself in that, you know, I, Unsurprisingly, travel a fair amount uh, for work, given the fact that we have offices all around the globe. And I think that it became a normal way of operating for me. It was like, oh, yeah. And I knew what I did on my trips. And I knew I had a normal way of do certain things every time I showed up. And um, I don't think I necessarily appreciated it towards the end because I've been doing it for so many years in, in my life. And so I hope what also comes out of, out of this, too, is just a new level of appreciation um, for the experience that you get when you're when you're on the road, um, which will likely again lead employees and just humans in general to maximize those experiences more than they maybe did before. Absolutely, so wonderfully said. I love those ideas of intention and appreciation as we do start to travel for work again. Um, one last question that I want to end it off on is for the travel managers out there that are listening that are maybe working with their HR departments more closely for the first time or hoping to work with them in a new way. Is there anything that you'd want to, you know, whisper in their ear or a word of advice for these teams that are maybe working together more closely than they have in the past? Yeah, I, I think the thing I would say is um, like, come find us early and often. I think like we, the HR team can be a great thought partner for these types of things. Um, and I also think that you know, we tend to have, we hopefully should have depending on the company, but like hopefully should have really good communication vehicles to connect with the employees. And so I do think, you know, as a travel manager, there's likely a lot of leverage that you can get out of the HR team in terms of really starting to, like we talked about earlier, socialize how we're thinking about these types of things, make sure that we're communicating early and often with employees in a very cohesive way and not in a, like only coming from one, one angle. Um, so I think that I would just say like, come find us, like bring us in early. We're happy to be, to be thought partners and hopefully can help again, create some leverage for you as you're thinking through um, how you would potentially start to get employees back on the road. Fantastic. Well, Leslie, thank you so much for spending some time with us and sharing some insights. I think that this is a really important perspective, especially right now as we head into May and companies start to shift back into, um, into a new way of operating again. Thanks so much, Samantha. This was lovely. Thank you for having me. 
Subscribe to Open for Business, a corporate t podcast powered by TripActions today. This podcast is brought to you by TripActions. Fast becoming the default for corporate travel and expenses, TripActions is the leading cloud-based T&E platform that combines industry-leading tech with best-in-class travel agency service. Trusted by 4,000 companies globally, TripActions empowers organizations with real-time data and insights to make business decisions. Its flexible t management tools enable quick and decisive action that keep business travelers safe while controlling costs and saving money. Learn more at tripactions.com.